Hello friends and welcome to this episode of Mother Maker, an auditory tune-in for the creative mother and for those who don't know me, I'm Kat and I've made this podcast for those who are raising children and raising big visions and birthing babies and birthing businesses, for those dancing between the mother mystic and the mother maker, moving with the surges of creative living and the poetry of their own lives. So this is episode three, and in this episode, we're going into a vision quest and how to connect with our vision for our life and, and kind of anchor that into our reality. So I'm just jumping on really quickly to do this episode um, as a half hour, kind of squeeze it in while my son sleeps type of thing. I feel like it could totally be stretched into five or six two hour long podcast as it's such a multi-layered experience but I know a lot of you have been following along at home on my vision quest within my own life so I'm excited to kind of delve into that today and just scratch the surface with it all so I'll let you get straight into it hope you enjoy and I'll hear from you soon mother maker uh Rafi is asleep he's almost been asleep two hours and I was just typing notes in my phone about a vision quest and I said to Tal hey I'm just going to go and record a solo cast and see how we go so I have had a handful of podcasts lined up to record this week um but most of them aren't able to be fulfilled for various reasons so here I am with my solo cast for you guys, squeezing it into my life, my day. Um, okay, so vision quest. So a lot of you or some of you may have been following along on my little Instagram vision quest journey. I've been documenting a lot, but for those of you who haven't, a vision quest is essentially the journey from where you are to where you are hoping to be, what what your relationship is like with your bigger vision for your lifestyle, for your family, for yourself, for your heart. And a vision quest is very much intuitively led. It's not so much a destination that you've created created with your mind and boxes to tick. It's definitely more so a uh, honoring of the nudges that you feel within your life, trusting your emotional guidance system, and then devoting yourself to that path. And look, I don't know for sure whether we have complete free will or whether there is such thing as fate, whether we're receiving and responding to our life or whether we're consciously creating it. I don't know for sure. I don't think anyone really knows for sure, to be honest. Um, But I do believe that whatever way makes you feel more relaxed in your body, makes you trust your life and has a, helps you have a more relaxed nervous system is great. Like at the end of the day, whichever one works for you. So I kind of, at this stage in my life, believe it's a bit of a mashup. I think 
that we have a lot of free will and that free will though is linked to our willingness to unpack who we are our personalities why we do what we do why we say what we say how we why we act what we do why we believe what we do unpacking that and then redesigning it and choosing okay well you know if everything I've been up until this moment is a product of my upbringing a product of my beliefs product of all of this then who do I need to become what identity do I need to activate within me in order to then experience something different so I think there's that but then there's also fate and there's also divine intervention and there's also when we are so off our path something comes along and like kicks us into gear and gets us back on our path Um, I do believe shit things happen for no reason at all. You know, like life is still going to happen. And so it's this weird little dance between the two. And I I believe that being able to move yourself within the balance of both, which isn't really a balance. It's more so just like, you know, tasting both all the time. When we're able to move through that while kind of somewhat being able to keep our center, I feel like that's artistry. And that's kind of this life alchemy and so when I talk about a vision quest really what I'm talking about is this hero's journey to our dreams and our own hero's journey to our dreams and that's going to look different to every single person and there's many paths to Rome and there's also many dreams that many people have so I, I guess the first step in really connecting with your vision quest is to decide what it is that you're wanting to experience in your life. And that's the thing as well, right? Like it's not, it's it's less of this like goal orientated, like this is my biggest dream ever and this is my goal and I'm working towards this goal. I believe it's more so to do with, you know, what, what experiences do I desire in this human experience and that can change and evolve all the time and big one you can have multiple right like for a while there I was like, okay well if I deeply desire this slow beautiful quiet life where I'm in the garden with my babies and we're growing food and feeling really connected to the cycles of nature and we've got this beautiful farmhouse cottage and chickens and we have community over and host retreats and workshops and a forest school for the kids and you know like the whole I guess new earthy sort of dream that was really alive in my body but then I go through a different season usually like two weeks later later within my within my cycle (laughs) and I'm all of a sudden feeling really different and I'm like oh how do I you know move more into this entrepreneurial space where I really want to like create things that cause ripples in the world and I'm seen for my creations and I'm in a bit more of that like faster paced energy because that's really real for me too and so what I was realizing is that I had many different vision quests but they didn't have to all be separate it's like I can have one And then I can go towards next and then I can go towards the next. And life is really long. I mean, also life can be really short, right? But my intention is to be able to have them all and fit them all into my life. And I am so, and so are you, so multidimensional, multifaceted. We have so many different versions of ourselves and like 
it feels so weird and uneasy in my body to just like be like, okay, well, I'm going to be this like little slow homesteader for the next 30 years because I know I'm not. And so first things first is to just honor all of the different identities that sit within you and know that each of them are going to have their own vision quest. And sometimes they'll interweave within each other and sometimes they totally will be separate and be for completely separate parts of your life. Um, For me personally, at this stage, I feel really comfortable moving in around seven-year cycles. So in this seven-year cycle, I'm feeling very called to um, creating like the vision quest I'm I'm currently on is to create a family home. I'm I'm so deeply connected to having a home that we own, Tully and I own, um, that I can home make because the thought of like renovating and creating beautiful spaces that are just so lighting up of my soul, so connected to like the artistry of a creating a home feels really, really good for me. The thought of, you know, growing our food and being off grid and as separate from aspects of the system as possible feels really, really good to me. It feels liberating for that experience. So that's where we're kind of working now towards, but it doesn't just stop at like our home. It also then moves into being able to have a space for community, for events, for um, connection for birthing for children and education and all of these other really important things to our value system however the following seven years as our children become bigger and we don't feel like we want to be so rooted maybe that does look like traveling the world or you know freaking I don't know doing TED talks one day or creating in a different sort of space so I really believe that there's always enough room for all of our dreams to coexist um so really just taking that time to be still and to feel into what's alive right now in my body and maybe for you it's not seven year cycles maybe for you it's two year cycles or focus on the year ahead I I don't know what feels real for you but it's a really powerful process to get still and then to connect into your values. So what are your value systems? Uh, I feel like so often we're connected to everyone else's value systems that we can lose connection to our own. And so for my family, and especially being like a mother, being a mother in business, being a mother in artistry, it's important for me to create a life that feels beautiful, a life that feels somewhat like poetry a life that feels invigorating and alive. It can't be too slow, but it really cannot be too fast. Like there's just this middle ground that I think will ebb and flow. It needs to be a healthy life. We really value natural immunity and healthy bodies and vibrancy and being able to experience our bodies in their happiness. we really value family time. You know, I only see a life for us where we are all together as a family with freedom of time and resources. Um, And that's been something that we've been consciously making decisions towards for, you know, the last seven or eight years now. That's always been part of the vision quest is to have that freedom and 
I feel like that that's seeped into every single choice that we've made in the last seven years. So that I don't think there's ever, it's never going to happen just immediately overnight. Everything that you ever want and you're working towards is always going to be this combination of decisions you make. And, and I'll get into that a bit later as to how important that devotion is. And sometimes the decisions just do not make sense and you have to trust. So my question to you now is, what would be your biggest dream if there were no rules otherwise? If there was no one saying, well, that's too much or that won't make sense or it's too um, too big or too wild or what is your secret dream of your heart that you feel like maybe people don't even know that version of you yet? What would be your biggest dream if if you could be, do and have whatever it was? What would it be? I feel like so often we dream within restrictions, right? Like I'm going to give a personal example, but Tully and I have this vision for our land and it is so lush and has beautiful green rolling hills and the mist comes in and the garden is vibrant and there's animals and there's space and there's a creek. And for me, there's palm trees and a tree-lined driveway and there's all these different aspects of it. And we were living in Western Australia and we had decided, okay, with all of this stuff going on in the world at the moment, all of our family and friends and community are in Western Australia. So let's commit to Western Australia. Let's bunker down here, find a beautiful life here, create, experience a beautiful life here, and then eventually we'll move on to a different season of our life. And so we were looking for this land in WA. Uh, we were going to view many properties trying to find this diamond in the rough because if anyone's been to WA it's not really like overly lush like in winter it is in summer it's very dry and very hot and I guess like I had made the condition like it has to be in WA so we have to make this work and we were looking and looking and you know to find what we were looking for you'd be spending definitely an extra million dollars to even find it and though I trust that resources will always come if you're really clear with that sort of vision there was a density in the background that I could feel and we then overnight made a decision to move to the east coast and literally every single day now we're driving past dream properties and there is such a abundance of lush properties that like literally felt so rare in WA. And so what I'm kind of coming at is this, when we took the condition off of it needing to be in WA and we moved our location and all of a sudden we were presented with like golden platters full of everything that we were dreaming of that we could barely find before. And so my question to you is what is your dream without the conditions? If you didn't have to stay too close to family, if you didn't have to, you know, stay in the house that you're paying a mortgage for, if you didn't have to stay connected to work or whatever it is, like, what is your dream without the conditions? And then how do we begin to make that happen? Again, it doesn't have to happen overnight. If you're currently in a job that you're not loving, but you have this vision for your family to be working online so you're location independent and you can go to the location that you want, like, that is, of course, possible for you. And it's just starting to make these decisions and changes within our life. So I also though want to acknowledge that as a mother, 
it is very real to have this desire to feel safe in our dreaming and to be like, okay, well, maybe it does feel safe to be closer to family or our friends or our community, or maybe it does feel safer to have some financial stability in a job while we're creating, you know, a side thing, or, you know, there's always this element that we want to be safe. So I can appreciate that. And I have it too within me. And I think everyone's got a different threshold with that too, right? So to really be sitting with, am I craving this decision to feel safe out of practicality, out of fear, out of limiting my dreams, or out of the fact that maybe safety is actually just a really high value and a part of your dream? You know, I know for sure that part of our dream of being off grid and being in this little sanctuary is to create a safe and beautiful life for our children. Like that's of course part of it, but that's how it expresses for me. And I was willing to let every other element of safety go so that we could have that version of safety, if that makes sense. Um, So that's kind of where we're at now. And so I guess along those lines of acknowledging safety and acknowledging fears, what other fears are are kind of stopping us from having that dream, right? Because we're going to get into the dreaming in a moment, but we have to kind of unpack these deeper levels. And I mean, I'm really intending not to have this as a long podcast. And normally in a training, we'd really unpack and go really deep into all of this, but it's worth writing down. Okay. What are all the little niggles that contract my body and make me feel as though what I want is too far or too out of reach. And so for me, there's, there's fears around, um, you know, what if we create the resources and then we, we create and buy this land and then it gets taken or we can't keep it. We can't hold it. What happens if we move away from family and then something goes wrong and we're not close to our support systems or there to support others? Um, what happens if, you know, and then there's there's fears of what happens if I fully step into my vision and my dreaming and my business creations and I feel like a fraud or I feel as if I'm not enough or all of these like really normal fears to have as a person. So to be sitting in those, to write them down, to literally get a candle and burn them and just breathe into watching the smoke dissipate from these fears that you're burning is really, really powerful. And more profound than I think people give credit. Um, So to be starting there, clearing your foundations, deciding, okay, well, am I borrowing ideas about the things that I want that aren't actually mine? Am I dreaming from outside influence or am I dreaming from my internal compass and my, my center? When I closed my eyes and dreamt from my center, there is this feeling of calmness. I don't feel the need to justify any dream. I don't feel the need to to move into fear very often at all when I'm in my center. When I'm not in my center, it's like, oh, well, can I really have this, this, and this? Or should I be dreaming bigger? Because that's a big one as well. Like maybe for you, it's not bigger equals better. Maybe it's simplifying. Maybe it's bringing it smaller, bringing it more nourishing within your immediate surroundings. Maybe it's, okay, I've already got a really big business. Maybe I don't want that anymore. Maybe I want to privatize my life rather than expand it. Like who knows? No one knows 
more than you, what's true for you and your heart and your family. And I think that's a really important thing to be able to honor. We have to dream from our own personal center. And if we're not connecting to our center in our everyday life, then it's very, very difficult to dream from our center. And therefore we're scrolling Instagram, we're collecting other people's dreams and snippets of their lives. And we're trying to create our dream from that. And then we wonder why it does feel so far away or why there's such a gap or why we can't close the gap. And it's because that's not our path. So first thing, clear the fears of your dream. And then the second thing is to really sit with what's my truth of my dream and what's really in my heart and for my family. And you'll know because it will it'll light you up and it will feel invigorating and you'll feel this life force inside of you and it won't feel like this fleeting lust for a vision and it's it's yours you you know it's yours it's chosen you and you've chosen it and that's when we start to create this relationship with our vision quest because our vision quest is our own it's like there's this sacred contract between us and it and that's literally something I did um, oh, maybe six or seven months ago. I, I sat and I, I, did, did I, I maybe had cacao or chai and I lit a candle and I wrote a letter to my vision, to my vision quest. And I, in detail, described the feelings of it and what it was. And this is me calling in land. So I'm writing every single detail of the land. And creating a contract like I am ready and willing to receive this journey now I know it won't happen overnight but I'm willing to be on the journey there I'm willing to get on that train track and go um, I'm willing to make changes I'm willing for things to move and shift and evolve quickly like I stated my responsibility within the vision quest and then I requested it show up for me as well and, and be better than my wildest dreams, be, be full of beautiful surprises that I would have never thought possible. And I wrote that and I literally signed it like it's a contract. And ever since then, I think as of three days later, things have been in full force. So we moved out of a rental, we bought a caravan, we started traveling further south to be viewing properties literally for about three months we were viewing properties and then all of a sudden we packed up overnight moved over to the east coast like just things have been so quick and so fast since I wrote that and that's part of my personal relationship with my vision quest like it's a very physical thing for me too it's not just up in my mind and it's it's in my emotional body it's in my spirit and it's in the way that I live my life so there are different avenues of plugging in and connecting with this dreaming, this vision. So once you have like a rough idea of it, know that it's always going to be changing and evolving as you collect more data within your life. So every single time we're experiencing our life, 
we're getting presented with this contrast. Is this closer to what I'm dreaming or is this further away? Is this how I want to feel or is this not how I want to feel? Is this opening me up, opening my heart, opening my intuition? Is this feeling good in my life force and in my base? Is, is this helping my nervous system relax or is it doing the opposite? And so, you know, f- from people that we meet to opportunities that we get presented with in the ways that we do our work, in the ways that we relate at home, in the ways that we parent our children, in the ways that we create, this is kind of this data collection phase that happens and I know it sounds very like data collection I'm not seeing it as this scientific like you know thing it's what is it it's like this frequency attunement almost where everything presented where we're choosing in that moment if we want more or less of it Um, and like I said life sometimes happens and things happen and those are what it, it is what it is like literally uh late last year Tully and I lost $90,000 Australian overnight. And now I am so grateful for that because we would be on a completely different path. We would have easily have bought land in Western Australia by now and just be on a completely different trajectory. And so I'm glad that that happened, but you know, shit can happen at the time. It was really heavy. And so stuff is still going to come up, but it's, this rerouting and this recalibration of, okay, is this more or less of what I want? And as we're collecting data, we're refining our vision and we're, we're plugging into this beauty of our vision. And so each of us do that in a different way. I am very, very visual. I want Pinterest boards and I want to see photos of my vision that make me feel things. I'm also very sensual. So I like the whole kit and caboodle. Sorry, you guys, if you can hear Rafi oh, at the door, he just wants his mummy cuddles. <laughs> oh, honey. So I'm a very sensual sort of person. I like to burn my incense and have a candle going and drink my chai and have music playing while I'm going through Pinterest. And it's such a whole experience for me. And I feel like that's really important for me to be plugging into my vision at least a few times a week in that way. It's like self-care to my nervous system. However, For someone else, it might be completely different. So for you, it might be um, uh, recording your voice, speaking your vision into existence, and you plug it into your ears every morning when you go for a walk with your baby. Or it might be you write and you're writing letters to your vision and you're writing it out every single day. Or maybe you read and you're reading what you wrote. You're reading a script of the life that you're moving into or perhaps it's a physical thing. So it's like, okay, you just want to be taking physical action all the time. And I mean, of course, like, I think there's elements where this all comes together and there's no dreaming without action, et cetera. Like I totally, you know, I I feel like that's a really big part of creation is the action side, but just acknowledging, okay, what feels right for me? What relaxes my nervous system? What gets me out of my head and back into my heart? Maybe it's as simple as I'm going to dance first before I plug into my vision so that I'm feeling relaxed in my body, Um, you know, so just like taking that self-responsibility for our bodies and our nervous systems so that we can receive what we're trying to feel as well. Um, And then I guess it's about 
guiding the rest of our life into this space of resonance. So being so devoted to this vision that it's like, there's no plan B, this is the vision. And of course, if life happens and you get rerouted, all good. Like that's when the element of trust has to come in. But trusting that your reroute will get you to your vision or something better or more closer to what you didn't even know you wanted. So for me, my devotion is literally deeper than anything else. I will, I will make, I will move big mountains for us to create the life that we're wanting to create. Um, And it's devotion in the ways of, okay, we'll move across the country. Maybe one day we'll move overseas. It's, we were so devoted to our vision that we, we left all the people that we love so deeply. Um, literally our favorite, you know, we took our little boy away from his grandparents. Like it, it's been a really big deal. Um, but that's what we're moving through our life with that level of courage and trust for what's to come. So there's big devotion in those ways, but there's also little devotion in, in the small moments of our everyday life. Okay. So, you know, does it feel good to be putting this food in my body? I need to nourish my vessel because when I'm visioning this beautiful life, I feel vibrant in that life. So I need to bring that into the very now moment. Otherwise, you know, we don't close that gap. It's important to be calling for these feelings and emotions and experiences we want for our life into the now as often as, as possible, because what that's doing is it's then allowing our nervous system to receive vitality, receive rest, receive beauty, receive our life in the now, therefore stretch our nervous system to making that all really familiar so that then as we match up with that in our external life, as we move through life, all of a sudden we feel more open to beautiful opportunities because I know for sure when I'm drinking coffee every day and I'm feeling a bit anxious, I'm very much less open to a conversation with someone at the park than if I am feeling vibrant and beautiful and grounded in my body. And that conversation could lead to the next thing. So it's, it's the moments in the now that are going to open up your life in different ways. So that's why it's so important to bring your focus to the, what can I do right now? That's in alignment with the identity of who I am that I'm wanting to create rather than you know, living in this same way we've always lived, but dreaming of something different and then wondering why it's not matching up. So that devotion in the now, the devotion to the bigger picture. I I think I um, read something that Montana Lauer posted on Instagram once and it was dream big, but start small. What's your big vision? And then how do we recalibrate our bodies and our hearts to that now in the everyday. Yeah. And so I feel as though it would be really beautiful to have some sort of ceremony where we can all connect in and connect to our vision quest together. But this is a podcast, so it's a bit hard to do that. Maybe I'll record a meditation sometime soon. But for now, I would love for you guys to share a bit about your vision quest. If you listen to this and you've, you've got a vision hot on your heart to come over to my Instagram and to, to comment on it below um, the promotional material for this episode so that I can read it and see it and celebrate you in it. I feel like there's so many layers to this that's 
how to celebrate and anchor in new identities and shift. There's, there's how to play in the quantum and actually create timeline shifts from this whole energetic standpoint. And then there's like the physical aspects and it's really life alchemy and acknowledging that many, many of us are living in privilege and we do have access to resources and education that many don't and that often that can bring up guilt or the separation between us and our visions or us and other people and it's it feels important for me to share that it's okay to dream what you want to dream and create what you want to create while acknowledging that Often, if you're in a space where you're dreaming and creating, it's from a place of privilege. And it feels important to, if you have the privilege, it's important to honor that by sitting with yourself and being in that creation. I feel like it's not something to take for granted is essentially what I'm saying. So there are so many layers to this and so many um underlying things to unpack in the vision quest but what I wanted to really talk about today was this process of dreaming and getting connected to this big vision and and to know that if you're clear on your vision and what you're wanting to create in the world then it has somewhere for these energy channels to flow when you're focusing on your work and your creative endeavors as a mother this energy is flowing to your vision it's not just kind of flowing into your work and then staying stagnant there it's flowing onwards somewhere for your resources your creativity for your money to flow it's somewhere for your service to flow as well um and so it's really important to be connected to some form of vision quest so that the energy continues to move through you rather than getting stuck and stagnant anywhere and therefore rippling out into our life. Um, and I really love when I hear, hear mothers dreaming because it is such a common experience to feel like we have to martyr within motherhood and that it can feel like motherhood is this thing that's happening to us and it's uncomfortable or it's hard and it's messy. And even though it can be all those things, it can also be this really expansive and beautiful time of our lives as well. And it's important to be plugging into that as often as possible and self-regulating so that we can. Um, so that's just a little nugget for today, guys. That's all I'm going to do because I can hear that Rafi really wants me outside. And that's kind of, like I said, the nature of this podcast is it might be a little bit messy and rough around the edges, but I'm glad to have a chat with you. So um, have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll chat to you all again soon. Da, 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 da,